This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 462 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and on the other end of Skype, assuming the bandwidth holds up, Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? Yeah, oh, good thing, Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's your week been? I've had a busy week. Have you? Very busy. I have. I've done nothing, but I've had a busy week. (laughs) Fantastic. And and yourself? Have you had a busy, non-productive week, or or those horrible, productive ones? Well, last week we spoke about culling. Yes. (laughs) You'll be happy to know. (laughs) You went. You went culling. I went culling. Nice. So I. As I, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, I have a folder which is all of my personal shooting projects, you know, where yeah. I've teamed up with a model and gone out and done a shoot or whatever. Uh, and that also included the shoots that I did back when I was organising the, you know, Sydney Photographers Meetup group shoots yeah. and all that stuff. So I had 10 years' worth of crap sitting on the hard drive and I thought that's the best place to start uh, because... A, I'm not massively emotionally invested in those images, and B, and more importantly, was that I knew that every time I've come home from one of those types of shoots, the first thing I do is I copy all of the images across to the hard drive from the memory card and open it in Lightroom as it used to be, Darktable as it is these days, and I go through and I assign usually two stars as just a an indicator to me for the images that I think are worth working on and anything that didn't get a star rating I pretty much know is crap that I'm never going to do anything with so what I did was I went into the personal photos collection and I sorted everything by star rating and then what, what I did was I temporarily created a in, – in Lightroom, you would call it a collection. Um, actually, now that I think about it, Darktable calls it a collection as well, but it works a little bit differently in Darktable. So I temporarily created a collection of only those images which I had never assigned a star rating to. I then sorted them chronologically – and selected everything from 2008 up to the end of 2018. Because I thought, no, I don't don't want to quite get that brutal on last year's work just yet, just in case I, you know, decide I want to go back and look at some of that stuff. You know, so, yeah. So before the cull, my personal projects folder had 4,655 raw images. Right. After the cull, 1,677. Wow. So I got rid of 3,000 images out of 4,500. So, so what, what storage capacity was that? I honestly didn't even look. But if we assume around about 40 megabytes per image times 3,000, so what's that, 1.2 terabytes maybe? Terabytes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next thing is to... You know, then get brutal on the other collections. 
Yeah, but it's, I mean, we, people worry about you know, storage. Oh, where do I store all my stuff? Well, if you don't have to store one <laughs> off, there are stuff. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I thought I should lead by example and uh, sit down and just, you know, work out just how much crap I am holding on to that I really don't need to hold on to. And, you know, and it, it was kind of scary in one sense to look at my project folder and go, oh, wow, now I've only got these images <laughs> left. But at the same time, a little bit liberating to think, yeah, well, I was never going to do anything with the other images anyway. So it's yeah, no yeah. great loss, you know. But it's a funny thing. I, I was going to do on my NAS drive tonight looking for something. Right. And uh, and I went to, I was just looking through these different dates. And every, for some reason, I was hitting these date folders and that should have had the entire shoot, the entire day shoot on it, but it didn't. It only had the saved images that, that I thought were really good and that had been edited and just, you know, just edited the JPEG. Right. And everything else was gone. Right. And I'm looking at it and I flicked through those tour photos and I've looked at them and gone, yeah, they're all, they're all pretty decent photos. I probably didn't need the rest. <laughs> I mean, the rest are probably somewhere else. But you know, when I look at it, I said, well, how many, how many do you need? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, if it's not something I've already missed and really wanted, I would have edited it then and there more than mine. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there are there are hidden gems. We know there are gems that you don't always look at, but, yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah but, yeah. But, but the reality is, is if, if that's the folder of the images you thought were worthy of keeping, then yeah. you, there was probably nothing in the rest that you were yeah. massively invested in either. So... Exactly. <laughs> 1.2 terabyte. Yeah, so that's a good start. And that was just one shoot, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was 10 no. years worth of shooting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that leads on to an email that we got from Ian Reid, who said, Gr- love the Ian Reed. Great episode for me, as it addressed an issue I've been grappling with for years. What photos to keep, ditch, and distribute? My current solution... I shoot family, friends, travel, and sport, all in RAW. All photos go into Lightroom and the dregs are removed. All photos get backed up to a NAS. After further editing and culling, all the potential keepers are converted to high-quality JPEG. The JPEG images are then kept in an accessible folder with date and subject labels. Appropriate sections of the library are distributed to the family, used in the blog, etc. It took a while to develop the workflow, but it works for us. So, yeah... The, the funny so thing... When you're, so we're only shooting for yourself. Yeah. You know, what a perfect setup. Yeah. You know, it's... it's What more do you need, really? Yeah. You know? But it, it does require some discipline, I have to say. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only thing that I... Sorry, I'll come back to that in a sec. Um, the, the only thing that I see in Ian's comments that sort of has me scratching my head is, why do you keep the processed JPEGs sitting around on folders on your hard drive if you've got the raw files from which those jpegs were developed like i know from my own personal workflow i'll you know come home from one of those shoots and i'll develop the images that i like and you know i've got preset you know, export presets in Darktable that I've created. So, you know, for Facebook, there are a certain resolution and a certain compression yeah. level. And, you know, and, and I have variations on that for all of the different areas where I might use an image, whether it's my own photo um, website or Facebook or Insta or whatever. And 
I'll export those images. Let's say I'm going to export them for Facebook. And as soon as I've uploaded them to Facebook, I delete those JPEGs because I figure oh. I've got the raw. I can always run them off again if I need them again. Ah, but see, I, okay, speak for myself, I don't process two photos the same. Right. So if I was to edit a photo today, yeah. delete it, and then someone tomorrow say, can you give me a copy of that? And I had to go and edit it, it would not look the same. Right. Yeah, I might get close. Yeah, if I, especially if I've got the, the original to work with. Because if I've got an image, an image sitting in a folder for a year and I spoil it, I'd like to work on that, it's probably going to look nothing like. Okay, but what, what I'm what I'm getting at is is for those of us who shoot raw – yeah. And are uh, using a raw development engine like Lightroom or Darktable. Uh, so, so, so you've got all the all the data. All of the edits, uh, all yeah. of the edits are kept, you know, alongside the raw file, usually in an XMP sidecar file. Um, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, yeah, you can always go back and you can see exactly what edits you did, well, and if you need to run off a new JP. Conversely, yep. Why don't you just delete once you've got the edited JP? Why don't you delete the raw? Because. There, there's always times where I want to reprocess the image. Um, I can't tell you how many times some of my favourite travel photos I've gone back and I've reprocessed, and particularly over the last 18 months, as I've learned more and more stuff about Darktable, I've gone yeah. back and reprocessed images from, you know, even as much as 10 years ago. And but do you keep all the raw photos of your family photos or the raw photos of everything else as well, or do you ditch those? Because that's where we, that's where your massive storage capacity. Absolutely, yeah. No, everything I've shot raw over the last you know fifteen years, I've still got until yeah. until last week when I ditched three thousand of them. But what I'm getting at is that um, sorry, what was I getting at? See, lost I know, lost my train of thought. Um, but when you say but when you say what I'm getting at means you didn't understand me, Glenn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I speak, I speak, I speak marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Speaking of marriage, did, did you hear that um, uh, people are a bit paranoid about you know the the Amazon devices? Um, yeah, that I can't say they can't say the Alexa word. Oh yeah, loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll talk, uh, talk to you. Uh, people are worried that it's listening and hearing too much. Yep. Now they're coming. They're coming up with a male version. Right. Doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is you keep all your raw files just if yeah so you know when i process an image for instagram i process it in a square format so that my portrait orientated images and my landscape orientated images look the same on instagram you know but but if i'm pr processing an image for facebook i don't bother with that see i I even when I go put a photo, I just put a photo up on, on Facebook and then go put it on your Instagram. Sometimes I'll use the Instagram filter on it as well and change my again. <laughs> <laughs> even from the photo, I just so the photo on my Instagram doesn't look like a photo on my Facebook. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Look, oh, that looks pretty good. I like that. You know? <laughs> um, okay. Just, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm so unresolved. Probably a good word. <laughs> Unresolved with whether the images, whether I've done a good job with the image, whether I've finished the image, whether yeah you know, I've tapped out my limited abilities in post. <laughs> it seems like every every image is a perpetual work in motion in the lavender house. <laughs> it's 
just like, what happens if I press this button? <laughs> no, I move that slide. What if I change that? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah right. Abs- when, it, when, when, when it comes to workflow, when there's no flow. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, absolutely. Every single, every single image yeah. is, uh, I think, it, I think, yeah, do I think it through? Do I? Yeah, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, there's certainly no process to my post processing. That's <laughs> that way. There's no no formula, no formula to how I edit a photo. And yeah, right. So, which is which is why I think I I like Photoshop more than Lightroom because yeah, I'm, I'm working one image at a time. Right. And each image, each image, I yeah, sort of feel my way through and and um, intuitively edit. Yeah. And then open up another photo and start the whole process again, even if they're light shot minutes apart. Yeah. And come up with a whole another way of feeling and and, and editing, uh, and maybe it's like the workspace of Photoshop for that. Yeah. Right. Better. Yeah. And as I said, there's no, there's literally not a yeah a single thing I do the same in every one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But not, I mean, not saying it's not this. It's obviously plenty of things you do the same, but it's not like. Okay, I've got a photo. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. Now, what do I do? Right. It's like everyone starts yep. differently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, literally, I would, I could, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'd want to. I probably would. It'd be nice to maybe go back and edit for whatever reason mm. again. Yeah. But if I'm happy with the end result, I'd probably happy just to keep the JPEG if I had draws and dump the raw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess I I've always been of the opinion and this dates from my first digital slr which was the konica minolta 7d of recognizing back then that i felt it was a a noisy camera at higher isos and that was basically anything above about 800 iso And, and and i thought to myself back then Hang on to these roars because you don't know what technology will come yeah. in the future that might actually be able to process these raw files and get rid of the noise in ways that we just can't do right now. And do you know what they won't do though? What's that? It doesn't matter what tech. Well, I'll say this possibly it will. Um, you can't polish a turd though, Bruce. So, no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how good. It's not going to make it a bad photo better, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. Just think uh, halfway through saying, you know, all these photos I've got where I've missed the eyes for yeah. focus. Yeah. You know, this um, AI will come along and go, well, you've got another shot where the eyes were open, so we'll just copy and paste and. Or no, it'll just it'll just it'll just put in re- imaginary replacement. Imagine content aware fill. Yeah. For focus. Yes. Yeah, much maybe you should sell this to Adobe. Uh, content aware <laughs> fill focus, and it analyzes the coloration of the eye underneath, and it's out of focus. Yep, it analyzes the shape and color, and replaces it with pixels that are sharp. Yeah, wow. And That's and scary. and I can honestly see a time where the AI will become smart enough to recognize faces within a group shot. And then recognize where you have other photos of each of those people individually uh-huh. in much higher resolution and better quality. And it'll be able to go, okay, well, I know what that person's face looks like from this other reference image. So I can, you know, completely clean up that face in this group shot. 
I can see I can see the day coming where that technology will will just be commonplace. I had just this, this flash you know, of, of vision. That, you know, you've taken photos of your kids since they were babies, and now they're in their forties or whatever. Yeah, and all of a sudden you do an out of focus photo, and it replaces. It goes to the the photos and pulls like a baby's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look so much younger in this photo. <laughs> Those Botox injections are working. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. And, and speaking of smart ass, um, let's talk about the George Georgiatis for a second here, shall oh, we? Oh, what a champion. What a guy. What a champion. Listen, listen to the podcast for eight years. He just really listens to the photography podcast. <laughs> It was great. Oh, I love him. <laughs> stay, in, stay in Pakistan. You're not welcome back here. Um, <laughs> no, that, was, that was a very fun, so a little comment to our Facebook page this week, which we thought was uh, highly amusing. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So, um, and, so, and, so, so you've been culling this week, basically, is what you're telling us. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been an effective thing. Yeah. So, so now what I need to do is – you know, take the plunge on the, you know, the family photo stuff and just, you know, be brutal and go, no, those are absolute shite. I'm never going to do anything with them and, yeah. and, 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 you know, pull, pull the trigger on those as well. <laughs> but that's, that's a harder, that's a harder hurdle to get over. I've got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I did that today. I, I, a couple of days ago, I deleted Six thousand eight hundred files. Wow! Didn't even look, didn't even open the folder and look what was in there. Right. <laughs> Four folders of images. Yeah. Didn't even open the folder to see what was in. Just hit delete. Wow. And just for a client, I don't do stuff for anymore. Yeah. And uh, they're not I'm not getting given anything. <laughs> I don't want to do anything for them. Yeah. Uh, so I just said, well, oh, this is to take it up all this space. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that, that way about my commercial folder as well of, of going back through that and just that'll be the and next one. Unless there's something there you'd want to put in your portfolio. Yeah. Isn't exactly why you bought Yeah. Again, yeah, like every commercial shoot that I've ever done, you know, I've always, you know, given star ratings to the images that were worth working on. So by virtue of you know, reduction, anything that didn't get a star rating is just not worth hanging on to. So I'll probably apply the same methodology to the commercial shoot folder. <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, the, my, these were, these however many thousands of images were, uh, this company flew me around Australia going into their stores and photographing cabinets. Right. pieces of machinery. Okay. A piece, piece of equipment. Yep. And, you know, and, and they're always updating those things. So those images are not even, yeah, they, they've got the historical images if they yep. need them. Already, that's their responsibility to keep those. I gave them all the images. It's their responsibility to look after them. Yep. Um, I shouldn't have to hang on to them. And, yeah, yep. if they ever want more images, it won't be of that same stuff. It will be of new the stuff. new stuff they're putting in place. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and, and the guy who employed me to do this is not there anymore anyway. So yeah, right. I'm assuming that Julie, yeah. Uh, Next, a lot of people don't even know I exist. So. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. So, so I, I, I had a flash workshop on Saturday. Okay, it's, cool. It got rained out for the first time in a very long time. It got completely rained. Oh, that's um, right. So you shot in a car park. Just a car, under, undercover carport. Yeah, know, nice. The office building where the workshop was in. Um, and that, that, was, that was okay. It went 
time zipped past it. Felt like we had no time to do anything. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, but a, but a great a great workshop as far as um, asking lots of questions. It was one of those workshops where yeah, I hadn't got three slides in of my two hundred and fifty, mm-hmm. and we were even going like twenty minutes of just talking and asking questions, and it, like we were doing the last couple of weeks of the podcast, just talking a bit more photography, yep. rather than photography. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, but, but more about the esoterical side of stuff. Um, so we did quite a bit of that in the workshop as well, which is good. Yeah, right. And was but it you asking questions of the, the no, attendees? They're asking, asking questions of me. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, me kind of leading the way, but yep. yeah, kind of putting it on them to make the day special, make the day theirs yep. by going beyond just the me telling them what's what. Yeah. But I said I've had a really busy week because you know, the wife's been working from home nearly every day and haven't you know, to justify my existence and not be tapping. <laughs> right. So yeah, we're working, uh, working. T- I, had, I was looking good, though. I had two computers going. Oh, you know? excellent! So and a phone. No, nice. so she comes in, and there I've got, I've got yeah, two computers going, hand on each one. Yeah, you know? double handed. So I look good. It wasn't getting much done. Solitaire so, on one, Texas Hold'em poker on another. Yeah, pretty much. Amazon Prime <laughs> video playing on one. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, no, I couldn't do my noise cancelling headphones on playing music. Right, and I couldn't, I couldn't hear when she came up behind me, so I had to be working. Yeah. Because you couldn't hear her get off her chair, start coming towards you and get flip screens. <laughs> so out of out of all that, you know, so I've been working on uh, next year's March India tour. Right. Uh, so I want to get it, the program laid out so I can go to the to the agencies for them to cost it all out, etc. Yeah. But in the process of that, I've gone from one India tour next year to two India tours. Right. So I'm doing a March tour and an October tour. Right. And the October tour, I'll be co-hosting with my good mate and director of the Tasmanian Festival of Photography, Cam Blake. Right. Who's a phenomenal, phenomenal photographer based out of Hobart, Tasmania. So we're going to run it together, which is lovely. Awesome. <laughs> and I've known Cam for 30-odd years. So I've put him for 20 years and his dad for 30-odd years. So, yeah, right. Um, it's really nice. And we're going to do a, a little event together, which would be fabulous. Yeah. And, um, the March one's a bit more of a, I would say sedate. It's a bit more of a relaxed tour. Uh, yeah, and so this this one going on in a couple of days mm. in ten days or less, um, is the holy tour. And that's not relaxed. That's 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 peril. You know, that's it's <laughs> it's it's a couple of days that are pretty darn full on and pretty darn rough. You know, uh, and you're staying in some areas where the accommodation's not so good and uh, uh, the food's not risky, but th- there's less choices. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, to, I mean, last time I stayed, I went to the town this thing's in, I was told I was in the second best hotel in the place, and it was a wooden bed right. with no mattress, one blanket, and one pillow. Right. And there were two of us sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the second best hotel in town. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> didn't have a mattress. Wow. Uh, so I've got better accommodations. So that's a, yeah, it's a, a bit. This tour is a bit more, yeah, for the brave. And, and, and also, there's the holy powder and the water, and people don't want to get the camera gear damaged necessarily for photos. Yeah. The next March's tour is more just a normal tour, just right. seeing the cool sights, no risk, no no danger of the stuff. Yeah. So which so it's good. So and, and this can be quite spouse friendly with some cooking programs put in there and all sorts of nice stuff. It's going to be a, a lovely end. But the October tour, we're going back to the Pushkar Camel Fair and doing the Festival of Diwali in Varanasi, which is the yeah. uh, the festival of 
So that's going to be a pretty difficult and, and is it that tour about which you were asking people's opinions on glamping and No, so the forth? March one the March one I'm doing so the the, the more the more relaxed one. Right. I'm doing the so um we're only gonna spend a night out in the far desert. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so uh, you get to your tents, uh, you know, eating out under the stars. Yeah, we're going to have a nice, nice meal out in the dunes. Yep. If not camel riding, so I'm not sure exactly how I feel about a camel ride, but you might do that just to get to where we need to go. Yep. But then, yeah, camels on the dunes at sunset, kind of imagery, that kind of stuff. Nice. And then after a nice meal under the stars, take some photos of the astro stuff, which would be kind of cool. So, and and no ambient light to contend with. Well, that's what you're kind of hoping for. Yeah. yeah that's, Pretty much everywhere in the world these days has sunlight, I guess, but yeah. uh, not very little. So the problem, the problem with it is, this is this is the drama. I can't pick the moon phase when I'm being there. Oh, so I don't, I don't know what the moon phase is going to be. And, and, and the reason why I can't, the beginning of the tour is that you know, early, early in the tour is the Pushkar Camel Fair, which has its set dates. Yep, and Diwali has its set dates. Yeah, and you can only travel a certain way to get there. So you've got, I've got to be in this place on this particular date, right? And it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. You know? So, but I guess uh, I guess what you can do though is at least look at what the moon phase will be at that time, and then plan your oh, shoot we'll accordingly. We'll know in advance, absolutely. But if, we, if we're saying, okay, we've got a full moon rising, you know, I'll tell you what, let's yeah. not do astro. No, let's try and get a camel in front of that. Move yeah, big lenses. It's got 400, 600 mil lenses. Yeah, I'll see if Tamron India can loan me some 600 mil lenses. Yep, and we sit there with a with a camel and watch the with a full moon rising behind it. Yeah, and, um, cool. Uh, I reckon I could pull that off too. Actually, if if if, if that was the case, I know I, I know I could bring to bear on Tamron India to, to bring out some of those lenses for the day. Yep. And um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, but, you know, we don't just necessarily like a, a three-quarter moon or something in the sky from just after nightfall <laughs> until yeah, three in the morning or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, of course, you know that's what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. So, so that's good. So that's that's next March's tour. But, you know, but if that's if that's what you're up against and you know in advance, then you could take some gels and you know take some blue gels and do some off-camera flash under moonlight and supplement it with flash and I don't know, you know, get a get a camel driver dude in in you know a dark sky and make it look like he's moonlit. Oh, you know what we could do? Is an idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's get three dudes on camels. <laughs> a bloody tall, tall light stand with a flash way up high. Yeah. You know where I'm coming from. In the, in, in the form of a cross, yeah. Oh, yeah, my F-22. It's going to get a nice starburst. Yeah. You know? Star a bit them, yeah. Yeah, totally. There you go. You can do that. That's not going to offend anybody. Uh. <laughs> so... But I think it'd be, and, and out that way, there's some pretty cool uh, villages to, to visit as well. So, yeah, nice. So that's going to add a, add a nice little extra element to the tour. So I've, been, I've included that. So that's, that's going to be part of the March tour, which would be nice. Yeah, cool. Uh, what else? So I've been I've been working with my mate Cam for the trying to figure out what the we're going to be doing for the Tasmanian Festival of Photography, which is in April yep. this weekend of April. So if you if you want to come along down to Tassie. Down to uh, Sheffield, which is just outside of Monsystem in Tasmania. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a weekend. I think it's uh, 
www.tfop.com.au. Mm-hmm. You'll see all the schedule there. There's yeah, tens of speakers, or it might be 10 speakers. There's a bunch <laughs> of speakers and <laughs> workshop leaders. My mate Seng from Western Australia is going to be there. There's wedding photographers, landscape photographers, um, artistic photographers, me, uh, <laughs> all sorts of people that are doing, doing interesting stuff for the weekends. Awesome. So, uh, so check it out. Um, I think there's about 80 tickets left or something like that out of the 300. So Yeah, right. Yeah. I've actually got to head down to Hobart uh, first weekend in July. Um, the <laughs> I was the first production manager at a radio station that launched down there on July the fourth, nineteen ninety. Uh, called wow. called Triple T FM, and oh, it's their thirtieth anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, and so a whole bunch of people who worked at the station at the time of its launch are all going back down to Hobart, and yeah, just generally having a bit of a get together and catch up, and yeah, flying you in as the guest of honor. No, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be getting you on the airwaves, interviewing you. No, <laughs> that's. Can you at least get in the airways and do at least like a testing in one, two, one, two? <laughs> I doubt it. But, yeah, so anyway, so I will be down there on the yeah the first that weekend is, in July. That is very cool. Yeah. You should stay a few days longer and go up in the hills with my mate Cam and do some shooting. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, but unfortunately, well, because I'm taking three weeks off to go to Croatia in August. You go to Croatia? Yeah. We haven't talked about this. Uh, well, I think we, I think I mentioned that we were hoping to do it, uh, but it's only in the last couple of weeks that it's absolutely all of the dices have fallen into place. So yes, we are definitely going. Uh, it'll be the last week of August and the first two weeks of September. I've got a problem. What's that? Uh, it's dice, not dices. Yeah, I knew, I knew it as soon as I said it. <laughs> die is one, one die. Yes. Die, die That's right. <laughs> I knew it as soon as I said it. Is <laughs> it why Croatia? What's the, what's the um, Okay, so it's a little bit of a, the fact that, you know, Kath and I were both massive fans of Game of Thrones and Dubrovnik, which is down in the south end of uh, Croatia, was the location upon which all of the King's Landing scenes were shot because of the old city um, or the the section of the old city um, was used for King's Landing in Game of Thrones. So we we wanted to see that. So you've seen the show? Yes. They destroyed the city. What are you going there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> That's right. There's no, there's no dragons there. It's a, it's a TV show. I know. I know. So, so you're like the people who go to Miami just looking for Miami Vice. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> you get, Something you're, like you're, that. You're like those people looking to New Zealand for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but no, look, look, everything we've seen and heard about Croatia is it's an absolutely gorgeous country. And uh, so we decided, yep, why not? Let's do that. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to. All I can vision is old ladies. Right. Yeah, great old faces to photograph. I can, I can see it. Oh, little village ladies. Yep. So we are going to fly into Zagreb, which is the capital city. 
pick up a hire car, drive straight down to Dubrovnik in a day, uh, which is about a six-hour drive, and then over the next two and a half weeks, we are going to travel north up the coast, the occasional detour inland uh, and then at the end we are going to head up into Slovenia which is just north of Croatia uh, to a place called Bled and we're going to have a couple of nights uh, up in Bled and then we'll drive back down to Zagreb which will only be a couple of hours away and fly home. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So, so because of that, because I'm taking a three week block, you're not, yeah, you're not going to take any more in July. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it'll just be a, a quick weekend trip. I'll fly down on the Friday night. Uh, we will we're going out for dinner with the crowd on Saturday night, and then I'll fly back Sunday. So, um, I mean, if anyone's in Hobart and wants to do something on the Saturday morning, I'd be up for that. So, photography wise, so, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running. The link will be in the show notes. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's because you mentioned odd landscapes. I I found this great odd landscape for, I think it's maybe, I can't remember which tour, I'm blending my, my tours, for, for, my India, for one of my two India trips, I can't remember which one it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this, this massive expanse, about the size of things like 10 football stadiums, right? so fairly, de- fairly decent size, uh, of marble slurry. What is that? So you know when 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 they get the box of marble and they 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 drill and, and carve shapes and you get all the powder and all the small bits of stuff. Oh yeah, and the water it, and and the water it becomes like this paste. Oh, uh, and then they go and dump it in these fields. Right, so they've got this massive area about ten football stadiums in size that looks like snow. What? But it's actually mar- but it's actually marble, and they've got trees sticking out of it and. And where is this in India? It's in India. Yeah, it's outside this town, uh, which is famous. It's like the the epicenter of marble carving in Asia. Wow! <laughs> it's wow! Like a marble dump, which is a marble dump, which is like a not the greatest place to want to go to, <laughs> but um, but photographically it could be really different, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so, and it, I'm looking. I was looking for somewhere. We've got a six hour drive day, and I wanted to find it. You know, one or two little spots to stop for half an hour in each one or whatever just to shoot something to break up the day mm. and i found this place it's like wow that's extraordinary you know? awesome uh, so yeah that's uh, another weird weird yeah, just thinking about you saying the, the amazing landscapes because i mean the, if they're game of thrones landscapes are all real that's um <laughs> you know i don't think they are <laughs> not Really? No. So aren't you going to the didn't, didn't donald trump build a big wall there didn't, i'm sure i saw that in the show what? And, they, and the, 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 he's built a big wall, and they all stand on the top and watch for some some night walkers or something. Oh, right. is that yeah. what? That's that the was, wall. That's the immigrants up there. The, the, the wall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's not. That's not where the stuff that was shot in Dubrovnik, though. Oh, you're not going up there to photograph the wall. You're no, we're not going up to Iceland. No. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's going to Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> Not that heavy people to Dubrovnik, but plenty of people go to Iceland. Yeah, 
Exactly. Awesome. That, that sounds like a fabulous trip, mate. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. Great. Good on you. So, um, but uh, do, we, do, we, do, we, do we have to, what's this? Have we got anything stuff that's actually interesting to talk about, or has just got stuff? Um, well, I've got to shoot a portrait tomorrow. Do you? Yeah. What, what for? Promotion of an audio book. Oh, so here's the, here's, the, here's the pressure there for you, Bruce. Yeah. Because you nailed those ABC that brief. Yeah, I know. So, you know, we only expect as good or better. Yeah. You yeah. you have no idea how much pressure is involved with this one. Oh, tell me, tell me. Because you haven't asked who it is. Who is it? Malcolm Turnbull. Oh. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trumbull. Yeah. <laughs> Trumbull. I wasn't for, planning for, to. For, <laughs> until now. <laughs> you see, that's what, that's what Trump called him all the time. Trumbull. Oh, is that right? Calling him Trumbull. Yeah. Okay. President Trumbull. I mean, Prime Minister Trumbull. Right. Got one, uh, anyway. Yeah, so um, for, for anybody outside of Australia, Malcolm Turnbull is one of our former prime ministers. How many times was he a former? Was he kicked out and put back in? Uh, no, out only once. He was only in... Only in one one term. No, I was, he was only backstabbed. He wasn't in a whole term, was he? Back, no, he, was he wasn't in for a whole term, yeah. no. That's yeah, right, he was backstabbed here. Yeah. He, didn't he backstab someone to get in in the first place? Uh, no, not really. Can you ask him a question for me? What's that? So I used to see Trumbull on this show <laughs> called The Bruin Transfer. Right. Yeah, well before, well, well back when the other party were in power and the other party were stabbing their own leaders in the back all the time. And it was like the Romans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah beware the Ides of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, have a different, Trumbull, we have a different Trumbull prime minister every week, yeah. Trumbull used to be on this show and, oh, my goodness, he was awesome. And I'm, I, don't, I don't lean towards his party's politics. Yeah. I don't lean towards many, many politics. But I say don't lean towards his. Okay. But... This guy on this show was amazing. He was eloquent and intelligent and logical and said some amazing stuff. Right. I said, why can't this dude be prime minister compared to these other idiots we've got running in the place? And then guess what? They made him prime minister. I thought, here we go. Balls <laughs> the whole thing's up. They stamped him back, kicked him out. He was lousy. Yeah. He did nothing. Yeah. He, 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 was, he was spineless. Right. So could you ask him, why was he spineless? <laughs> Ask him, where did it, Ma- Malky boy, Malk, Malk. No, Malk. Um, where did it all go wrong? Is that the name of his book? Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> or, and this is a tell-all, where it all went wrong. <laughs> this is where it, it opens up. I remember the moment it all went wrong. <laughs> so you're shooting yeah. the XPM? I am. Where are you shooting him? Uh, inside the studio with the, uh, the, the branding of the studio in the background. So the interesting thing is that the, he will be facing towards this big window, uh, which will have lots of soft diffuse light coming in through it. Why will it have soft diffuse light coming in? Because this, that, that window faces east and we will most likely be shooting it in the afternoon, which means the sun will have gone over the top of the building. So the light coming in through the window will be the, the sunlight that's being reflected off the building from across the street. So it, by the time it hits him, it will have, you know, bounced off the buildings on the other side of the street and then come in through our big window that faces east, uh, and then hit him. So it should doesn't sound like it's going to be diffuse if it's bouncing up a building. 
Um, so well, it's going to be a point of hard life. No, I don't think it will be because the, it, they won't. It won't be bouncing off windows. It'll more be the illumination oh, yeah, of, of the bricks. Uh, yeah, right. and it's what cream. Color, what color are the bricks? Cream coloured bricks on the other side. You knew, you knew I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yep. So you can so you can have cream light coming in. Yeah. Soft cream, lifeless light. <laughs> Not so I put any pressure on your roof. No. Uh, are you bringing any of your own lighting along as a backup? I thought I might, just in yeah. case. You'd absolutely a thousand percent should. Yep. Because you might just want to kick a little bit more. Yep. Into that light. Yep. What what colour is the back? So you got the background. You're saying, yeah. Um, so the the walls have got this um, sort of blue blue leaning towards grey fabric on them, and the logo for the studio is a glass plate with you know the logo etched on the glass. How are you going to say? No, what's the problem with the reflections on that? Um, it should be fine because it's on the wall that faces north, so the light won't right, hit it yeah, directly. Yeah. So it might be, yeah. Yeah. Have you been inside and wrecked the joint at roughly that time you're supposed to be shooting? No. I'll do that 10 minutes before. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Bruce. <laughs> See, if you'd gone in today at roughly that time, yeah. you'd have seen what conditions you're facing, give or take. Yeah, I, I mean, I've walked. It's in the foyer, basically. I've walked through the foyer a hundred times. So I yeah, but that's not the same as photographing it. Right? No, exactly. Yeah, and that, it's only when you put the eye of the viewfinder, you go, "Oh, damn! Look at that." No, <laughs> 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 so I, I, I would definitely, definitely um, look at. Uh, there'd be a couple of things I'd do, Bruce. Mm-hmm. I would photograph your logo. Yep. Separately. Yep. Just where you've got absolutely no reflection or where you can control everything and maybe you need to clone that in afterwards just in case as a backup. Right. You know, because you want to make sure you've got it and uh, in case there's some reflection or some horrible stuff going on. Yeah, it's not a panic thing. It's, oh, I'll get that sorted. Even if, I'm, I'm sure you've got that logo as a PNG file somewhere anyway. But I won't be shooting square onto that wall. I'll be That's shooting. Right. So you can skew the logo and in post. So I, I would, I would, I would keep the back of my mind. If it looks crap, that's right. I'll just get the PNG. I'll, I'll put our own logo over it so it looks real. Hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that way you got you kind of covered. But I would definitely have just your. I, I'd bring some uh, a, a, a single flash and softbox just yep. to be on the safe side. Yep. Yeah, just to, you know, if you want to kick that a little bit more punch in that a little bit, you know, a bit more gravitas, or even if you want to bounce a little bit of light back from the opposite side. Even just having the softbox pointing that way, so, so, so the light's bouncing off it, it's going through, it's bouncing out and just kicking a bit of light back in as fill. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So that gives you a bit more angles to work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't even have to use, turn the light on, just use that, that reflector as a, uh, just use that softbox as a bit of a, a kicker. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So uh, you've, you've pretty much got the light coming through the window, him, and it's going past him, hitting the softbox, and then bouncing back and just filling in a little bit of his left-hand side of it, so yeah. his opposite side. Yep. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a, have a thought of. You want to lift those shadows a bit. Yep. And would you nice. bother with any coloured gels? I definitely – well, if the background's not lit with colour, I definitely wouldn't because it would look incongruous. Yeah. I wouldn't light him with uh, – I wouldn't brim light him with – so his hair wouldn't be glowing because that doesn't make any sense either. No. Because uh, he's got light-coloured hair and you're saying it's a dark background. He's going to be separated enough in the background as it is. Yep. 
He doesn't need to be smart. But what I would maybe do is cross-light him a tiny bit, just wink a bit of flash in, just a little bit harder, so bare flash, yeah. so that um, you've got that little bit of, little bit of sort of punchier light coming on on the on the on the shallow side of his face. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, as an idea, yeah. If you want just a little, just a little bit more edge, a little bit more drama, but it all really does depend on what that light is that's coming through the the window there. Yeah. What lighting did you use for your BBC lady? ABC lady. Yeah, ABC BBC. Um, <laughs> she was uh, lit with some. Room light, but with a little bit of a kick in from one side, with a flash through a small twenty centimeter softbox. Yeah, so that so something similar to that sounds yeah. like yeah, yep. a reasonable a reasonable option, you know. Yep. Oh, that's, that's awesome! What time are you doing that? Uh, I don't know. It'll depend on what time they stop recording. Okay. So, so he's doing an audio book where it all went wrong. That's true. so he's he's written his memoir, and uh, yeah, and he's narrating the audio book version of it. So that's awesome. It's very exciting. So why why did they get why did you end up getting the gig to? Oh, oh so you're not doing the cover of the book. You're doing the promo. No, it's for, just just a photo for the audio book. I was thinking you're doing the cover of the audio book. No. Well, yeah. I, I, I doubt it. I would imagine that whatever is the artwork for the book, it will be the artwork for the audio book. Well, I would have the logo of your company in the background. Because they generally have a, you know, a profile photo of the narrator that sits uh, alongside yeah. the, the listing on the web page, you know. So yeah. in this case, it's, you know, narrated by the author. And they're paying you how much extra for this? Story? Nothing. So they're taking the job of another photographer. <laughs> yeah. Destroying the industry one photo at a time. That's right. Joy of joys. Yeah. So where are we? What well, are we talking we've, about? Got, we've got a bunch of sh- things from Adam that have been queuing up for weeks and weeks. Are we going to oh, let them sit there? Uh, hey, let them sit there. <laughs> we're never going to cover them, are we? <laughs> well, we're going to get desperate at some stage, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, here's the thing, though, so yeah. when Adam took them off the same site that we get all our news from, yeah. it was fresh, it was the same stuff we saw, and it's probably the same stuff everyone else saw. That's In a awesome. month or six or eight weeks when we finally get around to saying them, yeah. it'll be like new news all over again. <laughs> this news is so old, it's new again. It's like um, fashion, it goes around every 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so I did see one article that was of interest, yeah. somewhat of interest to me. Right, camera Sony cameras losing out to PlayStation. Hey, say what? So Sony apparently have cut back at a bunch of features and possibly an entire new model of Sony A7 to free up the hardware to use in PlayStation fives. So apparently there's going to be a shortage of DRAM and NAND flash memory. Oh. And um, be- Because they've siphoned it all off for the PlayStation. Yeah, because, because the PlayStation's going to have such a demand for so much of this stuff, there's going to be a shortage. So there's no point bringing out this new camera or bringing out some of these particular f- uh, features that was going to be required to have this extra memory or whatever. Right. Um, that they've, they've tabled it. Wow. So you see where the money's at, don't you? Yeah. Money's most definitely in, in games. Well, there's more money in, in games than, than Hollywood movies these days. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of makes sense. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was, that was the first time I've ever seen anything like that have an impact. Yeah. That a, a new a new gaming console, which may be, may be the final ever games console. Why is that? Well, no one's going to have – like like the video library doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah. Why And why would the game store exist? Why would you go into a store and buy a physical game, a, dis, a game on a disc? Because – a lot of the uh, a lot of your hardcore gamers still like to have the game running locally off their own machine until the, they no longer until they no longer can. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, There's no reason. What's it, if they if they download the game onto their local machine? They've still got the game technically, haven't they? It's just yeah, a physical game. Yeah, kind of. The only people that's going to miss that, but realistically, the impact is the game stores themselves and they're reselling secondhand games. Yeah. The trade, they make all their money on trading games and oh, reselling games. Absolutely. They're going to, that market's going to be gone in a couple of years time. Uh, I don't know if it'll be that soon. I think it'll last a while. Uh, well, they've already come out with the, the there's already Xbox um, download only systems out. Yeah. So Xbox have already gone to a non-physical game. Um, hardware, you'll be but, but like anything. How fast does this stuff happen? This one's saying the Xbox X or the new Xbox, whatever it's called, and the Sony PlayStation Five. They're, they're saying this is not just me saying it. They say this is the last one. Okay, but thirty-five years ago, yeah, we got compact disc, yeah, and everyone thought that's the end of vinyl. Last year, vinyl outsold CDs. That doesn't, that, doesn't uh, mean, that doesn't mean that it's not going to go through a shift first and all. Died. Oh, absolutely. Like CD died. Like, yep. So, uh, hey, I can go out and buy an Atari game system for <laughs> 99 bucks. I'm not saying it's, that's, that's – but uh, when I said in my initial point, this is the last gaming system. Mm, the last possibly. physical big – well, this is what Sony's saying. This is what, X, uh, this is what Microsoft's saying. They're saying it's not gonna, there's not going to be an, X, uh, an Xbox, whatever the Xbox one. There's not going to be a PlayStation 6. I think that will uh, just very quietly disappear as a promise about three years from now when they bring out the next one. (laughs) We'll start the podcast up again just to prove you wrong. (laughs) Or me wrong. Um, It makes sense. Everything is shifting, as we know. I mean, look at Apple in their gaming systems now. I mean, Apple has an entire... Like they've got iTunes, like they've got the App Store. They've got a game server that's all online games, amazing yeah. games. Yeah, and it's it's like their TV. Everything's becoming play everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I can jump. I can jump watching a show from my phone to my computer to my TV seamlessly. Yeah, to, to my to my um, smart home screen. Yeah, and it doesn't skip a beat. I mean, why the hell would you want a disc? Where you have to put it in and wait for it to load up, and yeah, and it's yeah. going to be the same with games. If I can jump from my phone to my smart home screen to my TV, all just by sitting in front of it, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, I can see, I can see that, uh, and this is well, this is their goal. This is their goal, and this is their goal in the short term. Because why would you want to make physical? product yeah why would you want to support do you know how much money sony and all these people pay to these gaming stores no 
to, to for, for advertising, for marketing, for promotional stuff. They're paying out millions of dollars for these physical stores yeah. to sell their product. Yeah. And if they if they can cast them all off in one fell swoop, yeah, <laughs> you know they're going to want to. Yeah. You know? It's uh, so that, that's 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 going to be a major disruption, right? So, all I'm saying, if you if you've got shares in like GameStop, which is the world's largest uh, games door, or an Australian one called EB Games, maybe think about you know, shifting those shares to somewhere <laughs> else. And I'm told, I'm t- t- now we're giving share advice because we're licensed to practice and give our financial information. <laughs> uh, bitcoins, bitcoins, you get onto Bitcoin right now. Yeah. Right this minute. In fact, it should have got on in December when I was told about it, but I've never any money to buy yep. one share at $7,000. But it's gone up 54% since that guy told me. Yeah. 54%? Yeah. But, you know, 54% of nothing is um, yeah. is actually the same as 100% of nothing. Yeah. Same amount. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm told Bitcoin's going to go up another 50%. Oh, it's going to go up way more than that. Oh, it depends. Yeah. No, nah, it'll do 10x. It'll do 10x from, from, from its base, from its base. Maybe, I reckon, oh, no, 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 from where it is now. Not from, yeah. It's, it's going to, it's, so, so from now, so it's what, 9,000? So you said it's going to go to 90,000 US dollars. Yep. It has, how about, it, how about what, you and me? It has already done this three times over. It goes yeah, up by, what? it goes up 90% and then it drops 90% of that. And it forms a new base, and then it goes for another run, and it's but done it three the, times the highest, already. The highest it's been is like twenty something thousand, though. Isn't yeah, it? I know. So ninety thousand is a hell of a jump up from, from twenty thousand. Yeah, but the point, no, no, but but the point was that it, I um, I, I called it pretty accurately actually when it went for its big tumble eighteen months ago. Yeah. Uh, after it had peaked at twenty six Australian. Yeah, twenty six thousand Australian. I said it will it'll bottom out at around two and a half thousand to three thousand dollars, and it did. It got it got down to a oh, somewhere around about three thousand, and then yeah, it, and yeah. then it started its run up again. And I'm saying it'll go to about ninety thousand, and then it will fall to ten thousand. Well, how about you and me hmm. put pull all our money together and buy a tenth of the share? <laughs> A tenth of the share of the price from six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and let's uh, be, and that's the problem. Is that we couldn't afford to buy enough of a share to make it a, a difference. But you can, yeah. though. That's the point. It doesn't matter how much you buy. You, know, you can you can buy a one thousandth of a share, like it's yeah. But the problem is, I'm only making one thousandth <laughs> of ninety thousand bucks. Isn't a lot of money. No, <laughs> I'm not getting the ninety thousand. But you know? if you make if you make nine x on your money, it doesn't matter. You've still done well. Nine well, x on one cent is still. <laughs> so I can do much with it. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping to put in the ten bucks and yeah. get out the million. Yeah, right. That's all. That's all I want, Bruce. No, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a fairly realistic expectation. Yeah. <laughs> now this week, let's talk serious again. This week, I've been because uh, we've got to wrap this podcast up at some time. Yeah. Um, been talking a lot about the sort of stuff we've been talking about the last couple of episodes, and so I've been firing a few things out there mm. and, and resonating with a, an awful lot of people. 
an awful lot of people saying that, you know, they never realised that photographers felt this way. They thought it was just them and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, and my mate, Lynn Douglas, lovely old Lynn. I shouldn't say old because she's old, but it's, you know, it doesn't sound very nice. Lovely <laughs> old Lynn. Yeah. Um, said a thing on one of the quote comments on, on one of my posts this week, and I, I thought it was really, really salient. Okay. And said, sometimes I find I'm happier six months later than six hours later. And here's the, here's the thing. Maybe I've forgotten what I went out to shoot. And now I'm happy with what I got. <laughs> Whereas at the time you come back, but you had all these expectations of what you wanted to shoot and you look at them and you didn't achieve it. So you're disappointed and the images are, you know, you're, you're stressed, uh, it upsets you. But six months down the track yeah. and you see them again, you forgot what the, maybe you stole, so you know, it's expected. But yeah, you, you, you've forgotten what your goal was. And now you look at those, those same images with a fresh eye. And you're going, hey, I like that, and yeah, like, yeah. and that maybe that's maybe that's what we do. We were talking about earlier about yeah, you know, when we go back and see an image from a couple of years, maybe we forgot what our intent was somewhat, and 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 because we forgot somewhat what our intent was, we lose some of our critical uh, interpretation of that, and, uh, and and can be more open to accepting what actually is there rather than you know what we shot. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. Yep. I say to people all the time, you, you, the Jay Maisel uh, quote, that you can't go to New York and photograph New York City. You can only go to New York and photograph your New York City, the things you saw that day, that particular thing, yeah. whatever you see. And something I tell on tours all the time, you're not going to shoot those iconic images because they're not there anymore. What you're going to shoot is the India yeah. you see, as an example. So you're going to shoot your India, and your India yeah. will be unique and and it'll be what it'll be. It may, yeah. And I'll never forget the Chinese um, photo tour leader who came running up to us, who we'd met, yeah, we'd met earlier, I've said the story before, uh, we'd met earlier in Varanasi, yeah. he came running up with Taj Mahal because all our customers were upset that one of the, one of the uh, Taj Mahal's um, spikes, spires, spears, spires, spires, yeah, was in scaffolding. Yeah. was covered and in ca- goes, scaffolding. It was yeah. awesome, <laughs> I've been here 27 times and this is the first time I've seen it like this, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you photograph what, what's there. You know? And funny thing is, when I look at those images that I shot of that Taj Mahal with the scaffold, I don't even really notice it. Yeah. It's just, right. you know, you're looking at, that's not the, the focus of your attention is not the, the columns on the side so much as the central piece, you know. Yeah. yeah so maybe using that same logic, yeah, okay, so you can't, you can only photograph what's there in front of you. You know, you can't photograph the thing you went to shoot. You can only shoot the thing that's there, you know. So yep. looking critically the same way at your own photos, you can't look at the photos looking for what you wanted to shoot. You can only look at your photos and look at what you did shoot. <laughs> and they could be very far apart. It seems like her comment kind of aligns with what you said last week about go out and shoot, but don't look at the images. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, maybe yeah, go out, go out for the enjoyment of the actual taking the photograph. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to get back to that. You know, the times of shooting film where you would shoot the film and then you'd go and put it in for developing, and you wouldn't see it for another two weeks. <laughs> yeah, maybe said, uh, the amount of times I saw films <laughs> coming back from the developer with three Christmases on them. You know, wow, it's three, it's three years. Wow, the role of film developed. You know, Uncle Larry's been dead two years, and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know, and that, that that was the, that was the case for the majority of photographers in those days. You know, you yeah, didn't take that many photos. You know, now we take more than that. You know, 
with our cell phones you know, of our dinner. Yeah. So this week on, on on Facebook, I've been I've been posting up um, thoughts, but also crap images. Yeah, blurry photos. Yeah, yeah, just b- bad expressions. Just, oh, just crud. <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> and then so either it's a sequence of bad image, bad image, average, average, bad, bad. The one that worked. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm putting that one up as well. If it's a sequence that I worked through the problems, I found the the the, the shot, I found the angle, I found the the way I wanted to frame it, which you know, can take a few shots to work your way around it. That's that, but lots of times it's just bad, 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 bad. Oh, there's no good one. <laughs> <laughs> I never solved that problem, you know. Um, and so, so it's been it's been really interesting, and in that lots of people have been sort of um, connecting with. It makes them feel better to know that we all struggle. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then, uh, and so my, my thing I put up, I put up today on um, uh, on Facebook, and I want to use that as our as our picture for today's podcast mm. uh, is I put up my camera dial. Uh, and I replaced the M with a Y. <laughs> uh, you might ask me, why? why? <laughs> um, that. That, and, and the question I'm asking people is, what is your why? Yeah. Yeah. That we, we look at all, we make all these other decisions on our cameras when we're looking at, you know, we're looking at the dial, which dial to use, which, which, which shutter speed, which aperture, all the decisions that we make. But do we do, do we do, do the Y dial? Why, why am I shooting it? Yeah. Why? Probably the most important question, really, because how can you know what you n- want this photo to be yeah. if you don't have the why in your head? Yeah. You know? so, so I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, as to petition camera st- companies to, to put a why <laughs> on there. It could be off, you know, it's not, to get rid of the on-off switch on cameras. Yeah. All right. Just make the dial, the on-off switch. But it starts, but the off is why. Yeah. So you've got to look at why before you even turn the camera on to take a photo. You've got to think about it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's, you know, those, things, those breathalyzer things you have to you sometimes get put into your car, you have to breathe in it before oh, yeah. the car will start. Yep. Maybe you have to tell the camera what your thoughts for the photo <laughs> before it'll turn on. Nice. <laughs> We've talked this all the time about having to limit yourself. Um, yeah, it, limit the gear you've got, limit the, the the amount of shots you take, limit the whatever it may be. Well, this could be the limitation. You've got to actually have a concept before before the camera will let you take a photo. <laughs> I can I can see it getting to the point where the camera becomes judgmental and goes, "No, not good yeah. enough. I'm not turning uh, on." Really? <laughs> Look. I, I can access Instagram. I'll see how many times that's been done. You're not yes. doing that. Come up with another one. I'm going to sleep. Wake me up when you come the night. I'm sorry. It looks like you're trying to take a photo of somebody holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's been done. Yeah, nah. You should allow those fruitless photos. But hang on a sec. Is that a guy with a head torch standing on a rocky slope and looking way on the top? No, no, no. Come on. Come on. We're not doing that, are we? You know? Let's put a colour filter on the torch so we've got a different colour beam of light for once. There you, know? you go. Because <laughs> uh, remember, I think there was, there was a, um, a piece of equipment I can't remember, that you plugged into your camera that we reviewed a year or two ago, and that was AI, and it would look at your scene. It would analyse what you're doing and, and tell you all the best settings for that shot. Right. And, and um, maybe it's the same thing. You plug it in there and you go and it's just going, nah, it's been done. Nah, nah, it's been done. <laughs> nah, nah, it's been, been done, mate. Been done. 
Mates, come on. <laughs> Lift your game. Lift your game. Have you thought of that lens? Come on. <laughs> but, but I'm just taking the photo of my chicken dinner. No, come on. <laughs> it's going to be cold if I don't do it now. Um, so, so, the, so the why is the big thing. Anyway. What, what is your why? I've been asking people to tell me what their why is. And um, got some some moderately okay responses, yeah. Um, yeah, the capturing the moments in time. But, you know, not one person said, uh, I do it to make me happy. Right. Isn't it funny? Hmm. The, um, the not single person came and said, yeah, I, I photograph because it, make, it, it uh, fulfills me. I'm pretty sure I saw at least one comment along those lines. Because I was looking at that, um, the image you posted of the, was it a, a bunch of camels off in the sand dunes? Like, a, it looked like flat sand, but... Oh, that was a different post. That was a different, that was, that was the, um, uh, nobody likes your favourite photograph. Post. Yeah, 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 that one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, people, some people took that wrong, saying, oh, I like this photo. It wasn't about liking this photo. <laughs> I'm not saying this is one of my favourite photos. Uh, I did like this. I, I just accept that nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm reprehensible and arriving at the stage of life that I'm a grumpy old fart. <laughs> <laughs> the upside of getting this stage of life, more than likely, uh, uh, at this stage of life, more than likely respond is, am I bothered? So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good response. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's subtle and very emotive. <laughs> Just, no, that's no, the, 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 on the why one, on the actual, you know, the why are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, this guy says, I know my why. A big goal of mine has been to see every square inch of this beautiful planet and meet all of its wonderful people. Impossible, of course, but it's been a blast trying. So I have my camera and I try and photograph the beautiful places and people. If I'm lucky, some of those images don't suck too bad. Uh, and then he posted on one of my other photos, I really love your portraits. It makes me want to come on tour. And my response, the tour with me, and my response is, I've seen some of your portraits. You should come. You should come, <laughs> you should come on tour. Mine is so people can see what I see. Yeah. Which I think is, that's very interesting. But what if no one's interested? Well, that's fine. But she's only taking photos so other people can see what she sees. She's not taking photos to capture what she sees. Uh, but it's a very different. That's, that's a very, yeah. It, it assumes that people are engaged and wanting to see and know and yeah. learn from you, and maybe they're not. And and um, as we know, uh, and on that comment on the, uh, what the post I put up about um, your favorite, no one likes your favorite photo. Yeah, and that said, the worst thing anyone say is nice. Yeah, you know. And well, that's yeah. If you're taking photographs that other people can see the world the way you see and they say nice, well, what's, there's a big disconnect there, you know. <laughs> so I find it interesting. It's not um, – it's going to be something for yourself, you know. And then this one here, another one lady up in Queensland, I'm time poor and I hate that every day I just couldn't be bothered. My mojo is gone and that's the part that stresses, disappoints me the most. Once upon a time I couldn't go a day without taking a photo. Now it's been months since I have. Yeah. One day, crossed fingers. And my response was, you've got to learn to say no to other people and block out some time. Yeah. No, Tuesday afternoon, 5 o'clock in two weeks' time, from 5 till 8, that's my photo time. If anyone yeah. needs anything doing, I can do it before 5, I can do it after 8. Yeah. But that, assume you've got – plan your time like you've got something else on. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got an event at this particular time. I can't do that for you because I'm busy. Yeah. Do you, meet, do you want to meet up for dinner? Well, no, I can't. Yeah. Because on Tuesday night, I'm, I'm engaged. Can we do it another night? Yeah. You know, if I, you've got to actually say no. 
block it out on your calendar. This is time that's gone. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's just, I love, I love hearing these, these words and yeah, especially from a woman. Um, Lynn, you're right, of course. <laughs> oh, she knows you too well in brackets. Leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I'll let you know how I go, but yes, good idea. So that, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> My why is to take family photos so people can print and look at their images and know that they mattered. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take photos that, so other people know that they mattered. Yep. Having said that, how many photos is this lady not in? How many photos has this lady not had printed out of herself? Yeah. Because that means she doesn't matter. Because you know the photographer's really in the photos. That's right. That's an interesting, interesting double take on that too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that they're part of a loving family and have a legacy for generations to come. Many families don't have this. That's great. Now, she might be photographing for clients, but how many photos of herself does she have? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, found, a, I found a photo of my mum and dad this week that I took in my backyard Years ago, I was like years, it was maybe, I don't know, eight years, who knows. So, but my mum's healthy and stand there with the, the nicest expression on her face I've ever seen in a photo of hers because she always had terrible to photograph. And my dad's healthy and happy and so on. The next, it's a gorgeous photo, simple, simple photo of one person who's dead and one person who's lost forever in her brain. Yeah. And it's, oh, this is, that, that's, that's uh, incredibly evocative. But, you know, that photo was lost. Until I found it in my NAS drive, I didn't. Even, I can't even remember it even existing. Right. It's so important, now, you know. Now, now my my youngest, who's very emotively connected, especially with my my father who's dead, um, really wants that photo printed and framed so she can have it. Yeah. You know? right. So that's that's so. But I mean, same thing. Well, how many photos have they got of me? You know, yeah. if, if something was to happen to me. Yeah. You know. So hey, legacy generations to come, maybe part of the. I've got no mojo to shoot. Maybe you should start shooting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, deadly, seriously, yeah. go and try and capture images of yourself yeah. that will be generational. Yeah. That will say something to people about you. Yeah, there's a challenge. And you know what? You're photographing the hardest, most critical subject you'll ever come across. Oh, yeah. yeah? So that's a that's a, an interesting um, challenge. This guy, um, Ian, Ian Reid. Again, the, every photo captures and enshrines in memory People, places, situations, family. Make sure those photos are carefully curated because when you get to my age, <laughs> the memory bank is gold. The, the memory bank is gold. And, and, I, and I said to him, "This is I agree." But what gets me though is a lot of people feel that their images need to be something epic, and not just a reflection of a moment. And it's that stress that kills people's passion for photography. That need for the photo to be awesome. And what are we comparing against? Instagram and Facebook, yeah. photo, which will never, none of us will be as good as yeah. those things. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he responds, a great response to get over that hurdle, just ask your grandkids which photo, I don't have grandkids, which photos they like. I can absolutely guarantee you that artistic merit is not one of their criteria. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely true, you know. And here's another lady. Uh, for, for many years, I was never without a camera. I even had plenty of shoots from school grounds in high school, and she's, you know, of an, uh, slightly older than me these days. Uh, Darkroom days, as well as with my own camera, camera club, your workshops, all fun. Then, for no reason I can come up with, the photo Jojo, the Fojo, just ran out and hasn't returned. And other than on my rare holidays, I have zero desire to create a real photograph. Yeah. And maybe that word creates a real photograph 
it's half of the problem. Because what does all that imply? It's got to be good. Yeah, it's got to be great. It's got to be. It's got to. It's got to compare against others. Yeah, you know? not go out there find find a cute little. And she might have. I don't. Know, she's got grandkids, but there's people in her life with a young kid. Hey, let me take a nice photo of your kid. Mm. Doesn't have to be epic. There's another photo of little Johnny, little bastard. You know, uh, put it up there. Yeah. So that. So that was that was really interesting as well. And then you know, buy a new lens. Oh no, don't touch that. Uh, buy a new camera. No, double don't touch that. Um, I don't know. Swap tri- swap systems. No, no, no. Triple don't touch that one. Um, do a day with someone, even if you have to pay for their good <laughs> for their good bad or ugly company. I think things are But my my response to that was save them gear money and spend it going somewhere great to take photos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about this during the day. What is our desire? Why is this desire for gear so strong? Is it because it's something we can, you know, we can be buying stuff all the time. We can buy a little filter here, a little excess. You know, we can be, we can be consuming uh, and involved in our hobby because I've got a new accessory for my hobby rather than not buying all that stuff and then going away for a week somewhere epic and taking amazing photos. I, I think there's a little bit of Instagram envy happening that drives people's gas, that, you know, they, they see these epic images on Instagram and, you know, 500px or whatever, and then they, you know, see that the photographer has mentioned the gear involved, and so suddenly, you know, as an, an aspirant to be able to capture an image like that, you think, oh, well, I need to go and get that gear. Uh, so maybe, and and the more you do that, of course, the less money you've got to go and do stuff. Yeah. So you go out and take great photos because you can't have a, yeah, you can't, which is one of the reasons I'm an advocate for Tamron um, over brand A or brand B, like Canon yeah. and Nikon. It's because if you can buy something that's almost as good for half the price and spend the other half going somewhere to take photos, yep. do that. Yep. Forget anything. I mean, it's nothing to do with brand consciousness hey, I've, I've, I've seen comments in the last couple of days on the sony group where people were going that they reckon that the tamron lenses are as good as the sony gm lenses if not better yeah, how would they know yeah, exactly the problem is if they know they're the people you don't want to be listening to <laughs> and what i mean by that is that they own both of them yeah you know yeah. they've gone out they've gone out and bought both of them and they're photographing charts yeah you know, there's no way they could know. Nah. You know, there's, there's, there's no, I wouldn't trust anyone to say that to me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't trust the sort of person they'd be if they knew. Yeah. Know? And to be thing, honest, unless you bizarre, own, right? and, and, and unless you owned both the brand name lens and the third party lens, what does it matter if one is marginally sharper than the other? Like, you don't have the other lens to compare to. So yeah, That's the problem. These guys probably do. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, why do we stress about it? Uh, now I'm wrong. <laughs> my point is. <laughs> but that's, yeah, but that, that's that, exactly why, 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 why are we even conscious of that? Unless the lens is an absolute dog. Yeah. Uh, trust me, you all know about that online if it was the case. Sure. If you were talking about, you know, oh, this, this cheap Russian lens for $40 versus this, you know, beautiful Canon L-series lens for $2,000, yeah, sure, then you're going to notice the difference. But honestly... Surely, surely everything's <laughs> near enough, good enough. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Brand A, B, C, F, or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, 
So yeah, that's that, 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 so there's been some good, interesting discussions anyway on on online. I just thought you know we'd mention just a few of those. Yeah. If you don't follow me on Facebook, and you know, I don't know, I'll be doing more of this stuff over the next couple of weeks. It's it's uh, it's I'm finding it fascinating. Yeah. So uh, cool. it's uh, lot, lots of, lots of lots of interesting, and I'm I'm loving people's comments. People's people's and and what I'm loving the most is when it resonates with someone. Say yeah, you know, you're making me feel a bit better. Yep. about going out when you're saying when you're showing me your crap photos when you're saying that you struggle when you're saying I'm, when you're saying that it's hard for you to go out and take photos yeah um make them feel better because they don't know it's like anything it's like um it's like yeah, people, people don't talk about depression yeah or something you know it's it's the same kind the same kind of thing yeah it's, it's all if i don't talk about depression because you know, no one knows you have it and then when you find out all these other people have it as well you go, oh really I never would have known. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never would have known that you had all these problems. You know, yeah. so yeah, so interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure. Next week's our last uh, podcast for a little bit. Okay, you're off to India. 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 And how long are you gone for? I'm gone for two weeks, basically. Right. Yep. But, here, but here's but I've been thinking. I don't know what the time difference is. Um, I wanted just a chance we can dial in or something. Where are you going to be? Uh, in various cities. And oh, I'm just, just say they're all the same time zone. So say Delhi. Yeah, I think I think they're like eight hours behind. Yeah, they're GMT plus five and a half, and we whilst we're oh, in sorry. daylight saving, we are. Don't no. Just say how many hours? S- yeah, six and a half. Six and oh, a half. My. God. So it's six yeah. and a half at the moment. Uh, well, see, if we take our GMT uh, plus our Australian Eastern Daylight Savings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. but this is this is my point, is that we are going to drop out of Daylight Savings sometime. I think it it's, does. is it the first weekend in March? I don't know. Yeah. I know a week after it happens, usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it'll be six and, no, five and a half hours if we are still in daylight saving, and then it'll drop to four and a half hours. Well, there you go. That, so it might be that might be might be manageable. Yeah. Let's see if we can do it. Even if it's just a little fifteen minute dial in or something, you know. Okay. Um, because I could do I could do a, a, a talking in the streets. It might be a bit loud and noisy. Yeah. We, could do, we can do. Well, what do you? You, you, you you're going to have to be up at midnight. You're going to have to be up at midnight for me to be recording you at eight o'clock. Or, in the morning or seven thirty? No, no, no. In the for the, in the evening. Oh, well, they're ahead, are they? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, mate. They are well, west. It's just, <laughs> you could record at four in the morning whilst I'm having breakfast. <laughs> I'm finding that more pleasant. <laughs> of course you are, dude. I'm I'm often up at midnight, so this is this is this is this is, this is um, more more than likely possible. So okay. I'm taking I'm taking this microphone with me. Yep. I'm not taking computers; it'll be on my phone. Uh, but you know, maybe we can let's do let's 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 explore the possibility. We'll see how we go. See how we go. Awesome. All right, all right, mate. Will you have a good week? Yeah, I shall. It's been a pleasure. Yep. And um, I'll get the football starts tomorrow, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting my my pretty energy. Well, Australian AFL. rules, Australian rules football. Well, pre-season competition, right? Uh, Warm up, but it's uh, it's good. One of our players is coming back after c- trying to commit suicide last year, blown oh, himself yeah, off right. a bridge. Yeah, uh, threw himself off a bridge, destroyed his entire pelvis and hips. Yeah. And somehow, in basically a year, has managed to come back to full elite sports level. That is, is phenomenal. Um, so it's going to be a big night out. Um, wow! 
see him return. So um, very goes well. very disappointed in the AFL this year. We've got no West Coast Eagles games in Sydney for the whole really? year. Not against the Sydney Swans, nor against GWS Giants. That's disappointing. That's crap. So um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right, right, people. It's been a delight, and for you all. And um, keep keep those those fabulous Patreon. uh, We're building, people. We're building slowly. Um, We're we're loving your love. Those 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 people who have graciously felt that we offer a little bit of pleasure and value into their life per week. All all Um, four of them. Yeah. Yeah, Two bucks a month, three bucks, a cup of coffee a week is it, all we are. It helps. Um, and it, it'll make a big difference and make us feel like yeah, um, we, we're, we're, we're worth it. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. See ya. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.com quality podcast. For questions, comments and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.